All right, good morning, everyone. Hello, hello. Am I on? Good morning. Hello. Okay. Listen to me. I'm trying to get your attention. Thank you guys for coming. We are really excited about sharing some of the things that we believe uh, God is doing in the life of this church that uh, we're, we're really thrilled about. It's just really a celebration of God's faithful provision, and that's not a new story around here. He has always been faithful to us, and so with that in mind, let me just begin our time in prayer. Father, thank you so much for this church body. Thank you for your faithful provision for so many years. Thank you for the lives that are represented and the hearts uh, that are uh, a part of the the church family, so well cared for one another, um, just continue to follow you. Lord, as we spend time just considering the ways in which you are at work in this church, may we just continue to celebrate and worship and exalt you as the head of this church, the king of all glory, our savior and our friend. We love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. So, Jeff. Good morning. Um, we, uh, as you know, every year the finance committee and the church staff get together and we set a budget for the following year. And in that budget, we tr uh, try to take into account, you know, the expenditures for wages and salaries, uh, ministry needs, um, building upkeep, and uh, things that might come up that are unexpected. But and then additionally, we also set aside 10% of the budget towards. Um, missionaries that have been sent out from the church um, and also another large portion of the budget is money that is put aside uh, for uh, building renovations uh, upkeep and future potential ministries of the church so in 2017 we set the budget at almost six hundred twelve thousand dollars so if you do budgeting at home or in a business you uh, often realize that budgeting and actual uh, rarely meet and uh, you want to avoid where the actual is over the budget but we are uh, very blessed at this church in that we have a very conscientious and uh, careful staff in how they spend money. And uh, for several uh, years now, they have been under budget in actual expenditures. Um, all the programs were supported by the uh, church and fully funded and were uh, set aside for future needs. And we were also able to increase the support to the ministries that we send out. So for 2017, actual expenditures were only 576000 so a full 5.8% below budget. So that's uh, pretty incredible. Um, also, we would uh, be remiss if we didn't tell you on the uh, income side or the giving side uh, of what happened during 2017. We were, uh, again, very blessed and had $633,000 in gifts given toward the general fund. So when you subtract what was given from what we actually expensed, we ended up with a surplus of over $57,000. And we already, we, we have set aside short and long-term reserves for, you know, anticipated and non-anticipated needs. And those are pretty much fully funded. So um, some of the surplus we are gonna use for exterior renovations, which includes, I believe, a new sign, which we need out front and a new fence. 
and uh, some of it will be set aside for we have this big parking lot replacement project which is going to be about $180,000 and I think with what we'll contribute um, this year we're going to be up to 110000 so that's going to be in about three years that we have to replace that so we're hopeful that that will be fully funded at the time that uh, that replacement comes around. We were also blessed with uh, an additional gift uh, from one of our church families that allowed for some uh, lighting out here on the walkways into the church and to replace some uh, badly needed replacement for doors in the hallways. Um, also, in the budget, you know, we indicated that we set aside 10%, so 60000 of the budget given to missions. There was also an additional over $34,000 that was given to missions for the yearly faith promise and the missionary Christmas, as well as short-term uh, trips, missionary projects, and scholarships. So just a wonderful testimony to what this church has done that uh, uh, led by uh, what God has given them and they've generously given each year. Uh, for 2018, we um, just anticipated future cost increases, utilities, other things. We're going to increase the budget to, by 3.6% to 635000 so we just ask that you prayerfully consider giving and what you, uh, what you will give and, uh, and pray about that so we can meet uh, those budgeted needs and have a year like we've had this uh, previous 2017. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, please feel free to get uh, in touch with me, Brian Borthwick, or Chuck Eaton, members of the Finance Committee. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have. Thank you. Oh, and you're also going to get this letter. We, they put, we put together a letter, so when you leave today, you'll have a letter with all the information in it. Thanks. See, I told you, good news, right? God's faithful provision. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring to your attention, several people have noted the fact that they were subscribed to the podcast, typically through iTunes. And when we had our uh, website changeover, that subscriptions no longer populating with the new sermons that are being posted my understanding is and I my understanding is based on what my wife has done and it has worked and basically you have to resubscribe to the podcast so you cancel the other subscription because it doesn't work because it doesn't interface with the new website resubscribe to the Melanie Park Mad, uh, podcast which includes the sermons then each time we put a sermon online it'll automatically populate your subscription through iTunes. So that's my understanding of, of what fixes uh, that issue, right? Did it work? So now we've got two people who said it worked, so it must work. So if you are wondering about that, then that's something that you can do, just a quick, easy, simple fix. So, Mark? I know that we have uh, several people out of town who um, like to listen to the search to, to the, the the sermons so if you know any of those people and wouldn't mind passing that that information along to them that that would be help, help be that would be helpful I uh, wanted to take ju ju just a minute to visit with you about um, one of the long time pro programs we've had here at the church in regard to our PDO and tu Tuesday school pro programs um, as you know uh, a month or more ago we let you know that our uh, director was going to be Step, stepping down, uh, Le Leah Gary, and uh, ask for um, anybody who might be interested in the, the director's position to let let us know. Uh, I, we we have uh, always desired to have somebody from here in the church who would be be the director of the pro program, 
And um, uh, in fact, Leah, as far as I know, was the first one we've ever had that wasn't a member of our church. But the reason, excuse me, the the reason that we uh, had her was because uh, she had worked here and Nancy Brackett, when Nancy was getting ready to step down, highly recommended Leah. And we visited with her and her husband a a couple of times. And we thought that, we even tried to steal them from their church. But that, that, that didn't work. So, so anyway, uh, but Leah is going to be ste- stepping down. And so be, because we have not had any responses to uh, the request for some, somebody from our church to head, head up this pro- program, uh, we decide, decided that perhaps this would be a good time to di- discontinue the P- PDO pro- program. It was begun many, many year, years ago, uh, and the wor- workers were folks from our church. The children who came were, chil- chil- were children f- from our church. And as the years have gone by, that's become le- less of a, I suppose, less of a need for the people in our church. Um, and so now we, for the last uh, few years, we've had uh, just one or two pe- pe- people from our church who work there, just a small handful of fam- fam- families in our church who take, take advantage of it. And there ha- hasn't been anything wrong with us providing a community ser- service. The classes have been full. We've had a wait- waiting list. And that's par- partly because of the good workers we've had, the good directors we've had. It's also been because we pr- priced our, P- our, our PDO program in a place to where we weren't the highest and weren't the lowest. And, and so it's it's been a good pro- program, but uh, we've it's kind of gotten to where again it's it's no long, longer a ministry for the families of our church. We have very few who take take advantage of it, and because we didn't have anybody who from our church who saw this as some something they would want want to do, then we've made the deci- decision to discontinue the P- PDO pro- program for for now. Now that doesn't mean that we would never have it again. Many, many year, years ago, we had a P, PDO pro, pro, program, and we even increased that thing to a kindergarten and a first grade. Well, then that kind of worked its way till we didn't, it didn't serve a pur- purpose anymore, and it was stopped, and then years went by, then we, start, we started up again. So it's possible that that could take, take place. The t- Tuesday School is a group of home, homeschool uh, families and they'll continue to to uh, meet here on Tuesdays and they pay pay the church for 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 for, for that in, in order to be able to, to to do that so that part will will continue continue just just wanted you you to know you know what what we're doing in regard to the PDO program if you have any que- any questions about that um you can see, see me, or at the end of our meeting today, we're going to reserve enough time for you to be able to ask questions here as a whole group. So feel, feel free to do that at that time. So one of the things that uh, we've tried to communicate faithfully through the years is just the effort being made by the elders of the church to be very prayerful and intentional about raising up the next generation of Christian leaders. 
And uh, last week we talked about uh, priority number one with elders, and we certainly have been and will continue to pursue men in hopes that there will be those that the Lord would raise up to serve as elders here at Melanie Park. Um, you see it in ABFs. Uh, I know in Mark's class, Matt uh, Wade has done a great job of, of teaching and has kind of helped lead in that role. In HUD's class, Brad has done great work there, as has Michael. And really all throughout the church, we want to just continue to see people being raised up. Uh, I had lunch on Friday with a couple who just said, hey, you know, the Lord's really put young couples on our heart. Is there a way that we could be more involved uh, with that? Probably two weeks prior to that, I had a conversation with another, a, a different young couple who said the same thing. And so clearly the Lord is at work and, and we are grateful for how uh, he is raising up kind of the next generation of Christian leaders and we want to have that same heart when it comes to our staff and how we uh, raise up the next generation of Christian leaders for our staff positions as well. Uh, one of the things that Mark has continued to bring up is, you know, I'm not going anywhere, but I'm getting older, and so we at least need to talk about this. So really, for probably two years now, we have talked about the importance of what worship is for Melanie Park. And as we all know, Mark has done a great job with his team in developing that part of our ministry that it really is uh, the heart of ministry here in many ways because of what a great job they do through that. And so it was our intent to have these conversations because since it is so important, we want to be intentional about how we raise up that next generation of Christian leaders. And in this case, a worship pastor. So we began to talk about, well, what does that look like? Who do we want to serve in that role or what, how would we describe that role? Because we knew that we weren't going to hire another Mark who is a jack of all trades because not only does he do, do music, he helps with the administration piece, he has been a key member of the missions committee and those sorts of things. So we focused our attention purely on this idea of, of a worship pastor. And so we began to kind of talk through that and work through a job description describing what this person might do and how they might function in that role. And to be honest with you, we looked at the job description and thought, does this person really exist? Because in today's church culture, it's really entertainment driven. And that wasn't the path that we were wanting to go down. Instead, from our perspective, we wanted a worship pastor, someone who could lead music, but with a pastoral heart. And so that was really the, the, the centerpiece of what we desired for this position. And so we began to pray and think through it. Well, just kind of an interesting turn of events. I was looking at my Twitter feed and uh, some guy posted about a song that he heard at a service uh, that weekend that was really edifying to him. So I thought, well, I'm interested in what that song might be. So I went and listened to it and I thought, wow, I really like that song. And uh, shared it with Mark, and as you would expect, Mark not only listened to the song and considered the lyrics, but he went and found out who wrote that song. Turns out it's a guy by the name of Matt Boswell. By the way, we'll sing the song this morning. It's the song, His Mercy is More. So Matt Boswell wrote that song. He's at a church in Frisco. As it turns out, Matt has a, uh, a ministry called Theology and Doxology, the fancy word that basically means raising up men to lead music who have a pastor's heart. And so I called him, and I said, Matt, we didn't know that people like you existed, but since you do, <laughs> can we visit? And we just had a great conversation about that heart behind being a worship pastor. 
And it was, it was fun because we had this conversation. He says, so really what you're looking for is a singing shepherd. Uh, yeah, I like that. Let's go with that. <laughs> a singing shepherd. So one of the things that we began to do is just kind of affirm in our hearts that, yeah, there are men uh, in this uh, United States who have a heart to not just lead music but to pastor people. And so we began to continue the conversation and feel like this is where the Lord is leading us. And so one of the things that you need to know is Mark is not retiring. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. But we do want to start the process of considering raising up that next generation of somebody who would serve in that worship pastor role. So in the packet that Jeff referenced um, to, to you will be a job description. And really the process begins now that that job description is in place by inviting your feedback. We want you to read that and give some input if you have any. You'll also find a kind of a summary of kind of what Mark put together on the heart of how we lead worship here at Melanie Park and what that role is about. It's go, it goes along with the job description. And so you can look at that, just kind of get a sense of what he's communicated historically for the purpose and role of worship uh, here at Melanie Park. So the process begins with your input. Uh, in time, we'll form a search committee and begin to look for that person who might be willing to fill that role for our church. Um, you will be involved throughout the process, and your input is very valued. And so um, as far as timing on this, as the Lord leads, the great thing is we're not in a crisis. This is not an urgent issue. Mark is here as long as uh, he needs to be and until we find the right person. And so we'll just begin this process. Now, um, one of the questions that you might have is, well, what about the FCE? And the thought behind this for us is we thought, you know, the Lord put this on our heart months ago, and this is where he seems to be leading us. And he knew about things that we didn't see coming, and yet he hasn't changed our heart to continue in this direction. So we feel compelled that this is where we need to continue to move and finding somebody who will serve in this role of worship pastor and we'll cross the next bridge when we come to it. But for now, that's where we feel like he's leading us. So with that being said, we want to uh, invite you to ask any questions that you might have about anything that we've communicated, finances or PDO or worship pastor. Anybody have any questions? Yes. <laughs> Family care and education. That's Jason's position. Questions? None? Okay, so, sure. One, one thing that might help, I've been asked this a few, few, few times, and, and so one, one thing that might help, in fact, I was in, even asked this this morning, um, um, and that, that is about the family care and education position. The, the re reason why we're going, as Todd said, uh, down, the, uh, we've been ta talking about this for a cu couple of years, got the job description for the wor worship pa pa pastor put together, and, um, and so we've been, wor been wor working on that. The reason, one of the re re reasons that, that we're not going to break off of that to try to deal with um, or try to Re replace or get a, a, another per person in the, in the posi position that, that 
that Jason had is because um, when J Jason came to, Mel Mel to Melanie Park, there were things in, the, in, in his job description that dealt with needs that we had seen and it took a year to put that job description together based on things that we need, he needed to be uh, built, built up or, or, or begun here at the church. And so when J Jason came on board, that's what he began to work on. And so over the last four and a half years, he did those things. And so for him to ste step away into business like, like he did, did not put, put us into a, cri into a crisis because he had done all those things. And so what we've been able to do and will do for the time being is just divide up the o oversight of the, of the, the ministries that he helped, helped develop and Im improve on and the things that he began, like our new da database thing. He had trained a couple of people to do some of those things. And so we're just dividing those things up for now. And in the, fu fu in the fu future, we may see the need to, to create another staff position. It won't be exact, exactly like it was when Jason came on because he implemented a lot of those things. But anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. That's one of the reasons why we can go ahead and go down, down, down the path we've been working on for months is because those things were, were, are in place and we've just taken present staff people to kind of oversee. Great. Yeah. That, Any other questions? Yes. Um, it hasn't been considered in recent history, something that we've talked about. I know it's come up in the past because, you know, radio stations. I remember when Roger was teaching, he, I think he brought to the elders one time through KJAC or something that they were uh, doing sermons on, on their radio station. So it has been considered historically, not in recent history, um, because I don't know that the opportunities have presented to where we've thought, well, let's think about how this might look. I don't know that we're opposed to it, but it's not something that we've uh, had an interest in pursuing, uh, at least in recent history. I think part of that is, um, and, and although I know this doesn't answer exactly what you're speaking to, but the fact that we do post everything that is preached on a given Sunday that following Monday, so it's available online, and any, anybody can access that. And we want to encourage people who feel like that's valuable to give that information to folks and they can access it that way. But we're not opposed to those things. We haven't proactively pursued them. Good question. Anything else? Okay. Well, let me pray for us and then we can just spend some time together before we worship together. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so at the back there, we'll have the packet that has the job description. It has the letter that Jeff referenced. It has the little summary of the heart behind worship here at Melanie Park. We'd love for you to have. Take those with you, and sin we sincerely want your input. So if you have thoughts or comments, please give that to us, and that's an important part of this process. So let me pray for us. Lord, thank you uh, just for uh, the way you continue to provide and guide uh, this church body. We are so thankful for the history that we have, uh, just 
the thought that this next month we will celebrate 51 years as a church body here at 66th and Indiana Avenue. Uh, what a blessing it is to have such a history and legacy of faithful ministry. Uh, such uh, a great church body that is uh, doing uh, great things around the world for your namesake. And Lord, we want to continue with that. So really the heart of what we're talking about this morning is the desire to, to raise up the future generations of Christian leaders who might continue that work of ministry for the praise and glory of your name. So will you guide us? Will you give us direction and input? Uh, just help us see what you've prepared beforehand so that we can walk in it and just see the continued provision of your hand in the life of this body to the praise and glory of your name. That's why we're here and we're grateful for your presence among us. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. 